Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the the Podcast. Podcast. Featuring special guest, creative director at Joy Sauce, Robinick Fernandez. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hey, Pride fam. Welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at We Have Entertainment. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And I am Durrell Anthony. What's up? Hi, guys. Yeah, so we have a special guest with us coming up a little later. We have the creative director of Joy Sauce, Robinick Fernandez. So get ready for him. But yeah, what's up, guys? Have y'all heard the new, the whole new Beyonce album? I have. I actually listened to it for the first time yesterday. Um, I was like so busy, so I didn't really have time to like listen to it when it really dropped. But Mm -hmm. I listened to it all day yesterday while I was sitting and like writing a bajillion emails and I just like I was bouncing them up and down shaking left to right it's a bop it's a fucking bop Mm -hmm. Ashley has something um what is it uh oh fuck I forgot the word ah I was like what what words you putting in my mouth she has something controversial yet brave to say I'm sorry what (laughs) you trying to get the beehive to come for me (laughs) I think the album is amazing, and I can't stop listening to it. But you don't tell me what what do you how you really feel? No, honestly, <clears throat> I so I'm in Texas right now, and before that, all of us we were in Atlanta, and I honestly haven't had the chance to like really sit down and listen to it. I listened to it once, but I was working, and. So I didn't really, I didn't really listen to like the lyrics and take everything in. Mm-hmm. And my first impression was like, it's cute. I wasn't obsessed, yeah. but I, I didn't, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I was just like, ah, but again, I wasn't fully paying attention. I was like multitasking. I was working. Listen, it's no crazy in love. Of course. I mean, I was gyrating a little bit. Okay, fine. I'll say my controversial comment. I said <laughs> that Beyonce might have peaked already. I'm glad you said it because I thought I was going to be the only one that felt that Okay, way. okay. And wow. listen, that is not, it happens to every artist all the way from up to Michael Jackson. Like, not For everybody sure. is going to keep topping themselves. You know what I'm saying? For and sure. For me, lemonade was like I would. uh, If you could, you would. I know you would, and you would do great at it. But, um, (laughs) but I think lemonade was like her her peak. I mean, the gift was cool, and it was great for what it was. And I love the like African representation, and then I love the gay representation in this. But as far as like having a super mega like, oh my god, this album is fire. To me, weird though that like. Isn't it weird, though, that the two albums, The Gift and then this one, um, and then Lemonade, which was uh, geared more toward, like, woman empowerment and everything, because she was going through what she was going through, that most people don't really like those three albums when it, we should embrace those albums because of what they mean and everything. Um, I I do agree. Listen, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. I think Me that... Too. I think that's what's interesting, is it could be one of those albums where you need to hear the songs in a club and I've said that a lot about a lot of yeah. songs that have came out recently that I'm like eh like a bunch of Doja Cats I know y'all love Doja Cats album y'all are like that's fire I wasn't that into it at first until I heard some of the music in the club like there were certain songs I liked of course but to get the full aspect sometimes you need to be in a particular environment um but listen, I agree. I think that Beyonce, you know, obviously there's a lot of more controversial drama about this most recent album uh, that has came out that's a little bit icky for her. Um, Khalees mm-hmm. is a little upset um, because Khalees, feel, <laughs> Khalees, if we don't know, um, she famously sang Milkshake. Um, that's and, it. Uh, she, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Bossy, and- that one was cool. 
Bossy, yeah, sure. Uh, but Lindsay Lohan's was much better. Um, oops, I don't know. Uh, no, but Khalees, uh, yeah, whatever, you know. But Khalees did her song, it's fine. But she um, was upset that it was used in, in one of Beyonce's new songs, like the part from Milkshake, the la 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 la, from what I understand. And Khalees, you don't she didn't invent the lyrics, la la. Well, la. also, Khalees, you signed the you signed a bad deal, sis. You don't own that song. You do not. Yeah. Pharrell does. And Beyonce was trying to help you out by giving you a writing credit when she didn't actually even owe you a writing credit. And now Beyonce has taken that off of her song, deleted your writing credit, and now, Khalees, you have stopped your own bag. So now you got to go back on Zoom singing that song Milkshake and asking for people to put coins in your wallet to help you get money. That's crazy. Well, singing on Zoom. But yeah. no, hold on. Because now she, she just booked a national commercial with milkshake um what was it for though because we were I know like, what you're talking about but guess getting the most of those royalties pharrell not even her damn that's crazy so she is she's mold the bag that a woman and beyonce because there's this whole thing oh, with, <laughs> with beyonce Khalees has said in other interviews that she feels like it's beyonce's job as a black woman to like raise all of them up and she's been upset about that so i'm not surprised that she feels this way but also this is going to be something interesting what do you guys think about monica lewinsky also coming out asking beyonce to remove uh monica lewinsky all over my gown from you're too late <laughs> well, monica, you kept, monica you kept the dress so i don't know so what do we think guys i mean she's well, just trying to hop on the bandwagon and i feel like like girl that if you really felt strongly about it you would have said something like then, six years ago in 2013 <laughs> but, but hold on because also beyonce's album uh use the word oh good. yeah yeah and so that's now being taken out I didn't yeah. even know what that it was meant. also in Lizzo's song "Girls," yeah. and now I, she's I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't understand that was a bad word. I, I didn't it either, was, but I guess it's like a, a slight it's an ableist thing. term. They said, "Yeah, that it, it stemmed from people who like you know had like, like Housebergers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's crazy. Crazy. I never knew. I never knew. I didn't know that. that. So it's like obviously um, their okay. intentions weren't bad, but. You know, as long as people like they don't need to be canceled or anything like that. Well, I think it's a I think it's a teachable moment, but right now yeah. a lot of artists' music are now under consideration because a lot of organizations are reaching out saying, Well, you know what? We don't like that this was mentioned in this. A lot of rap songs are used retarded and different kind of words are like I mean, everybody bad. knows retarded is bad. Retarded they do, is bad. But they've been some people don't. Some, and some people are like, listen, it means different for me. And, you know, Glad is now going to a lot of organizations about taking the word faggot out of their song. So we, what my question, I guess, to all of you is, do you feel, especially with, you know, Ashley, you're a musician, Braden, you are a musician. Do y'all feel that, do y'all feel that this is taken away an artist's right to be free and to creatively express themselves, that they have to watch every single thing that they say? Um, I'm going to make this political a little bit. I, if the president of the United States doesn't have to watch what he says, then why should anybody else? Fair point. Sure. I think that people are free to say whatever they want, but they're, at the end of the day, there's consequences. I mean, that's what that's we learn. And it's just like, if you are don't give up, if you don't care and you just want to put the middle finger up to everybody, then that's like your prerogative. It's going to hurt you. But like, if you don't care, you don't care. But if you do care about people and their feelings, then like you should be conscious. Like that's just what it is. Like words and hurt people, and yeah. you know, that's, and people lose that's jobs. just the reality of it. And listen, people lose jobs, and sometimes people get better. You know, um, most recently Dave Chappelle was supposed to do a comedy show, and they didn't let him in. But then he got a bigger comedy show job because of that. And like Chris Rock recently, uh, everybody hates Chris is being rebooted because the network was like, "We feel bad how Will treated you, so we're gonna reboot Everybody Hates Chris as a animated animated version." But they're giving him that job, and so they're like, "We want to give you more jobs and stuff." George Wallace has spoke out, and he said, "You know, George Wallace, famous comedian, spoke out against Will, and he's." say fuck will fuck gi jada fuck those two weird ass kids he said they can all get fucked um <laughs> okay like 
that's 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 funny, but it's OD. Yeah, like that ain't right. Yeah, the kids are doing that this. So you know, I it's interesting to to hear that and and those kind of thoughts. And I don't know, Monica might actually have a case as bad as crazy as it is because of everything else that is happening right now with artists and everything. Have you all seen on TikTok where Will Smith is finally speaking out and like? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, I mean, it's just like little, you know, like two minutes TikTok snippets. But yeah. I mean, listen, just like hearing what he's saying, he's like, I know I fucked up. Like, it is what it is. I'm a human. He was like, I'm very sorry. And I know sorry doesn't cut it. And he's like, I'm just gotta do what I gotta do to make things better. He was like, he apologized to Chris Rock's mom. He was just like, I realized like now months later, the the weight of what I did and how it trickled mm-hmm. down to my family, Chris's family. And you know, I think it's, he's he's trying and he's learning and he's owning it. And I think people need to like calm down about it. <laughs> yeah, I think because people have done much worse. I mean, we're dealing with, Ezra Miller, hello. Ezra Miller, we're still dealing with January 6th. Uh, I mean, the worst of it, Alex Jones. He did something that was horrific after the Sandy Hook massacre. Like, he said it was all fake, and it wasn't real. Did everyone see what has been, you know, the families have been trying to sue him for years, and it's crazy that it's just now caught up. Did everyone see the news that came out this week with that, what his lawyers ended up doing? Yeah. Yeah. The, his lawyers sent the families his deleted texts. It's so funny. <laughs> like his his whole like phone messages. And so the prosecutor this week was like, "You straight up lied to us." And he goes off like in a tangent, and the judge is like, "Mr. Jones, can you just please answer the question?" Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, 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 "I'm not a tech guy." <laughs> Oh my God. They had his messages pulled up. He mm-hmm. said, the, the prosecutor was like, do you, can I ask you a question? Do you know what perjury is? Because you uh, got to understand, I just want to ask you, do you know what perjury is? This felt like a housewives reunion. <laughs> yeah. Dead to rights. And he literally was just like, uh, I mean, if they gave it to you, then he said, I, they, that's not what we asked you. You did not know they gave it. Your team accidentally sent us these messages. Mm-hmm. And, his, and his lawyers are sitting over there like, damn, I'm losing all of my practice, because I, like, <laughs> but a part of me, you know, in conspiracy theory world, did they fuck up, or did they realize this is an evil man who has harassed and terrorized these families who lost children, who at this point should probably be graduated or seniors at this point, like, did this, did they finally say, we need to go a roundabout way to make sure that these families receive some type of justice? I mean, if they were good human beings, maybe. I'm like, that's some scandal shit right there. Oh, but sure. he did, he now has to pay out like $4 million. More than $4 million, yeah. To the family. $1 million. But I'm just like, he gonna kill himself before that happens because he ain't got no money. money. But he uh, should <laughs> In other news, y'all saw Demi Lovato is now going back to she, her pronouns. That's okay. Okay, so I want to pose this question. Uh-huh. So, like, do you think that that her by her doing that, it just makes like makes us like as like the alphabet gang kind of look silly because then it's like, see, look, I, look like no, you can't I, even figure out what she wants to do. Like, I do think it hurts the the cause and awareness that we are trying to get. Because I literally, when I went to DC a couple weeks ago on my shoot, I was talking to some um, crew members and I don't know how we even got on topic, but they were just like, yeah, I just feel like the non-binary thing is just kind of bullshit. And I feel like it's more of a trend. And so, you know, I was trying to explain things without being controversial and like, I don't want to argue with nobody, but I was trying to like explain like, you know, a lot of people feel like they've always felt this way, but they didn't have the language Mm -hmm. to to express that. And now that they do, it seems like everybody's just jumping on this bandwagon for whatever reason. But I think most people wouldn't opt to do this for attention. um, And this is how they genuinely feel. With her doing that and going back, it does 
hurt the cause for people who have apprehensions about it. And it just kind of sucks. Yeah. So uh, my view is the whole point of being non-binary is expressing that gender is not finite and it's fluid and it's a spectrum and if somebody is identifying as they them today and want to identify as he her tomorrow they can gender is just man-made and man die i my view is i i agree with brayden 100 percent um, I think that I read the article that uh, Demi put out and she said, I have a, a series of a feminine energy that is running through me now. She said, and at the time, she said, I had energies that was conflicting. I had masculine energy and I had feminine energy. Um, you know, Sam Smith has also spoken about this. And I think that gender is ever evolving because again, it is man-made. And I think people, you know, there are days where people feel I, I feel this energy and I think that people have to understand that I, I think it's more based on energies than it is based on body parts. And I think that's where some people get a little bit confused because they're like, oh, Darrell, you say you feel like a woman, but you don't have a vagina and you don't have breasts, you don't have give and I'm like, that's not what it is. And I think that what needs to go on is a little bit more education about what non-binary and everything is, but it needs to be given to willing participants. If people aren't willing to hear it, then they're gonna believe what they wanna believe and think that it's hurting the cause, whether they believe it or not. Like, it's, it's just gonna be what it is. So that's kind of my view on it. Okay, work. And I see, yeah. I agree with both sides of uh, this topic. I mean, I understand what Ashley's saying because there are yeah. those like fucking Republican Trump people who don't, have the wherewithal or the brain power to understand right, right. what yes. gender identity really means so they but, <clears throat> yeah but i will also say just going back to the conversation that i was having with my crew members these weren't even republicans or like people that were closed-minded like people that were anti-gay or mm-hmm. you know these were people that were very pro all that but they just didn't understand it and, yeah. for the, and I think that Demi Lovato's situation is just confusing. Not saying that she shouldn't have done it. Right. I just, it, it's just the, the cards that were dealt. That's, it's just confusing for people who are already finding the concept of non-gender, not, um, being non-binary, confusing. Yeah. Right. And see, I think they're because- They're like a label and like nothing in life should be- black and white like everything in life should be gray and we should be open to understanding the gray yeah mass society which obviously we're not because we suck we're not yeah right and i think just for demi in particular like i think that unfortunately for her because she's had a lot of mental health issues as well people just think that she's unhinged because Mm -hmm. the way that demi announces things or the way that she handles and deals with things seems very like oh my god like what like when she went after um the producer had to come to me later and tell me she went after the company about um them saying that they didn't have a vegan option or something like that and it was just like mm-hmm. how dare you and and like demi seems very like when she I mean, they should have had a vegan option when, when she when she, yeah. she it, was, it was something more like almost stop i think it was starbucks or something she's like i'm gonna stop having coffee here because y'all don't have this or something like that but or said like skim milk or something it was something weird but oh, because they stopped serving whole milk right she said oh yeah yeah and the thing is when demi has a very product, really bad for you it, it absolutely is i 100 percent agree with that but i think the way that demi approaches things sometimes comes off as like everybody need to be doing this and everybody need to get on board and they're not doing that and i think that that's what you know can confuse some ignorant people. I'm on board with it. Demi, I celebrate your gender. I celebrate what you want to be recognized as. We here at Pride the Podcast. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to come have you like talk to us, um, you know, and give people more awareness. That's what we want to do, spread more awareness. So guys, we're going to take a little bit of break. Go refill your drinks, your vape pens, your bowls. And when we come back, we are going to have and talk to the creative director of Joy Sauce, Robert Nick Fernandez. So I can't wait. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back, guys. Hi. I'm Hello. super, super excited to welcome on board. This is an amazing guest, and we're going to have so much fun kicking today. Robinick Fernandez, the creative director of Joy Sauce. Welcome, Robinick. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. 
<laughs> hmm? How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. Um, I just uh, came back this morning with my mother. Uh, she just became a United States citizen. So, wow. Yeah. Congratulations, moms. Thank you. Thank you. I'll let her know. And I'll let her know uh, to listen to your podcast. Yes, please. Yes, please. Rate and review. <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing. So how is, besides that, because that's an amazing milestone, how has your Pride Month been? been? How's that going? It's been really, really busy. Um, I, it hasn't been festive, um, but I have to let myself go and do that maybe this weekend. Um, but it's been really, really busy. I've really been thinking about just taking care of my family and I've been taking care of my partner and we've just been in our sort of zone, our creative zone. Um, so that's what uh, this Pride Month has been uh, but I like it and it's been really fun and I'm glad, you know, this year, a lot of things are opening up and, um, becoming more energized. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the first like pride March, New York pride March, where it's like full on, like no mm -hmm. restrictions. Right. Like, Good luck. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Finally, after <laughs> two years. Yeah. Um, a lot longer. It has. It does feel like a lot. <laughs> I feel like everyone's finally able to get back to that like world. It's interesting because it was Pride was open last year. You know, it was very different. Yeah. We actually were in Vegas. You said you're in Vegas. We were actually in Vegas last year for Pride, so we missed yeah. Pride. And then Vegas Pride was the week before we went to Vegas. So the whole <laughs> thing is uh, we actually didn't do Pride last year. But yeah. my birthday's in June. Like it's the end of June always. <laughs> so like it always falls within Pride. So I'm always Pride. So it works. Pride. Yeah. You're cancer baby. Yeah, I am, baby. A cancer, I am a cancer baby and I love nice. it. Yeah, very warming and creative. Oh, and also um, I just heard you're like going into your like new career of writing a show or something. So congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I love that. Um, I am. I'm actually today was finishing my third script with this show. I can't wait till I finally can like let the man of the show off my lips. But I did my third script today and it's like been a lot of work. It's been a lot of work, but I think it's because Me. like I've been doing other things as well. So it's it's crazy. But listen, you've been doing other things too. So listen, yeah. let's talk about where you got started, how you became the creative director of Joy Sauce. Like, tell us a little bit about you so our listeners can learn. Yes, well, I've been in Seattle for 22 years. Um, and the last 15 years, I've been doing architecture and design. And I just left this sort of career of mine um, to be the creative director for um, Joy Sauce. And uh, it's really sort of like a freshly birthed uh, American, Asian, and American Pacific Islander media network. Um, and I, I did it because I really wanted to um, apply my, my own sort of cultural identity to the work that I, I want to do um, creatively. And in architecture and design, it's really great, but I wanted to take it a step further and do something different and also involve who who I feel like I should be and and sort of learn um, because I am American, I am Asian and Filipino and I I just needed to discover that or explore that even further. And Joy Sauce does that for me. Yeah. I love the name. I love the name Joy Sauce. Like, where did you get that name from? <laughs> It is actually one of our writers who created it, um, uh, Samantha Pack, um, and she's wonderful. Um, we all sat down and we came up with a ton of different names together. It was a really collaborative effort, and um, and we loved that that name, so we stuck wow. to it. It's it's so cute. <laughs> it was really it's catchy. Good. Yeah, yes. I, it's something that people can never forget. So I love that. Yeah, always. I that you're doing this because I feel like far too often, like when we want to start, we like we want to do things, we want to act, we want to write. You know, it's like it's a, we're always met with roadblocks. I feel like so it's like you took it upon yourself. You're like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make what I want to make, and I don't need to ask mm -hmm. anyone's permission. So I love that. So kudos. That's nice. Yes. Thank well, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's oh, yeah. come about. Um, that is 
the the show that you were just in yeah. the series. So how did that come about? And talk about it, the importance of the show. Well, okay. So the creators of Joy Sauce, um, me included, but uh, Jonathan and Heather of Joy Sauce, um, they wanted to do something really delightful. And so this was a series on um, on our network, um, and the series is focused on uh, short interviews um, with interracial partners from all backgrounds. I'm part of that. Um, my my partner Jarek and I are part of that uh, this short series, um, and the 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 real sort of they're really quick. They're very um, uh, delightful. Um, just uh, interviews, questions about our lives, about how we met, uh, who we are, uh, what are sort of our trials and tribulations as uh, couples, as a partner, as companions, um, and how do we um, sort of learn from each other. Um, what I really liked about uh, being part of Mix Six was that um, people were really open to sort of learning about us, queer brown people. And sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I hide myself from um, the world, but um, they just made me feel so welcome. And, um, and they really wanted to learn about us and care for us. So that was just amazing. Everyone from the, the creative, the creative um, the, the producers to the, to the staff, everyone. Yeah, I, I really like that. And something that I thought was amazing because you know, you have a lot of older people, which is interesting because I thought a lot of the world had caught on. One of the first things you said when you were talking about Derek, you were like, oh, we met on the app. And I think that sometimes people can shy right away from like admitting that they met on an app because in some places in the world that's still like you met on an app what kind of app and that you know even though matches doc like matches doc it's been around for ages you know yeah um, but I think when it comes to apps you know I'm not assuming but the apps that you know I know that I've used you know, <laughs> the apps that I've used people like, y'all met on but listen I met some great friends from those apps don't shoot mm -hmm. it down. Like, yes, yeah, it's been good. So my question to you, out of all the places that you guys met, and y'all are talking about all the places you met <laughs> in your first moment, would you say the coffee shop was the most significant or which one was the most significant to you both as a couple? I think it was the most significant when I saw his face at the coffee shop. He was kind of like hiding wow. and he was studying. He was being very scholarly. Um, but, and for me, I need that one-on-one -on -one interaction. I'm so, um, I'm kind of an introvert. I'm kind of an extrovert. I'm kind of weird and geeky and apps. I just don't really get the full person. And uh, when I saw his face, I was like, oh, I really need to know this person. I need to be in this person. So yeah, um, I said hi and he said hi back, so. <laughs> I love it. You can even see like the love between you. You're getting giddy now just talking about him. So I can like see that and I really love that. Yeah. You hear what your coffee order was? <laughs> yes, it was a hemp milk latte. Uh that was my yeah. It's my go-to. I know it's like a it shouldn't be like an afternoon drink because it's like too heavy, but I love it. So listen, I'm a coffee drinker. I had coffee at like what it was like 5 p.m. And I made some coffee. Yeah, like, I'm surprised you ain't shooting up here. Sometimes you need that afternoon delight, not the other one. Yeah. Sometimes you need both. <laughs> I was like both. No, I'll, I'll tell you anything for afternoon delight. Uh, so, we, you know, we've seen a lot of... Um, attacks recently against obviously the Asian community. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel that that has affected you as a person, especially being a person that is queer? And, and what do you feel that we can do better to try to change that, you know, if we can at all? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it affects me a lot. Sometimes I internalize a lot of these things that I see and things that I, I, I experience myself um, in, in, my community in my city. Um, for me, I think the strength comes from and the support really comes from having your chosen families um, and then connecting with those people on the daily or at least making the effort to show up 
um, when you can and be really transparent about how you want to show up. Um, and that I think enough having enough support, even if it's just one person, um, I think is, is, is very strong and it's very powerful. Um, and I do think that we can always come, you know, we can be very angry and sad about it. Um, and we should be, um, but we should also um, be uh, reflecting on all of the things that we've done that is excellent um, because there is black and brown excellence and um, there's Asian excellence. And it's just, we have to celebrate that. Um, and I think that's what I bring to Joy Sauce and, and everyone that is involved in Joy Sauce is that we want to celebrate that. We want to highlight those people and these stories that bring us joy. Yeah. I think that's very important. I, I, I think it's tough because we are always feeling like we're trying to make space for ourselves at this table. Mm -hmm. Not this table, but... Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, I want to be at that table. You, I would you love you to be at this table. You've got yeah. New York anytime you're here, like, yes. let's do brunch yes. and like, let's kiki. But we, I feel like we're always trying to make space and trying to create opportunities. I mean, we still continue to hear the first woman, the first Black woman, the mm -hmm. first gay man, the first gay person, the first trans. We're always hearing the first, the first, the first. And it's like, when are we going to get to a point where everyone has had equal opportunity and equal footing so there's no longer the first? And yeah. it's, it's weird how we still haven't got to that place. Well, we'll try. You know what I like about that, though? I mean, I know that sometimes we want to hear that it's just common, is yeah. that, that there's power in being the first because oh, I... Yeah. And yeah, and there's not a lot of people outside of the Black and Brown community now that can say that they're the first. And so um, I kind of... I kind of like it <laughs> in a way, just like, yeah, we're, we're still doing things and we might, are, we might just be saying we're the first, but I'm sure we've been doing this all the whole time. And we can just say the first that is recognized right. and the first that is celebrated. And then that way other people who've done it can speak out and say, oh, I've done that too. And we can celebrate them as well. Because I think what is good for us to remember is that there is room at this large imaginary table that people keep saying for everybody. Because if you can't see the table, then how can you know how many seats are there? Yeah. Y'all should be there like that. Like that. <laughs> table. So it's just like, y'all keep saying there's a table, but unless you tell me I'm in the seats, I'm showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Show up and show up. Show up and show up at all times. <laughs> Crash the party. Yeah. So what is next for Joy Sauce and the shows coming? Are we getting another season of Mix Six? Like how, what's the development? You know, there is talks about another season. This is so new to us. We are, we're very young um, network and we're doing everything that we can to build this and um, part of it is talking with you all um, part of it is um, engaging what we um, can do better so we're looking at mix six and people are saying this is really delightful and this is really um, just these stories are something that we need to hear and that's what we uh, want to take from this and we want to make it even better. So we are looking at um, uh, next season, hopefully, and we'll just see. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So if no, I was going to say, so if you're looking for a couple, my boyfriend and I are available. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. I'm brown. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> brown love yeah um so so the question i was gonna ask, did you have no no, no okay no. I, I, I was like <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you about growing up asian and how being queer and all that because you spoke about being introverted at some points being extroverted at other points so how did that really shape the way of who you are and how did your family react to the news of you coming out well as all strict sort of filipino Catholic families, or many, um, they didn't take it very well. Um, but I think that it, I also have to recognize, and I did recognize that it takes a lot of time um, for someone to get to where you've already thought, 
yeah. things through. Um, and growing up, it was really, there was a lot of great things about growing up. Um, I, there was a lot of sad things about growing up and, you know, scary things about growing up. What I liked about my journey and who I am now was because of my family and having maybe these arguments or having misunderstandings um, and learning from them and then um, just caring for each other. And then having my friends along the way really helped uh, whether or not I talk to them now, they, um, they've been really significant in like my growth. And for me now, I'm still learning a lot. I'm learning through the last five or six years uh, because of just things that are happening around um, anti-Asian hate crimes, Black Lives Matter. I also have a lot that I'm still unpacking and learning. And it's, um, it's hard a lot of the times because, you know, I want, I, I have to go through this, um, but I also think that it's necessary, and I'm also enjoying who I am by learning and unlearning these things. Yeah. Yeah, learning and growth, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> or like you know, our situations aren't new, but the I don't know about you, but like the conversations are new, like. I grew up around a lot of white people and I experienced a lot of microaggression. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I've had this experience my whole life, but I didn't speak up back in the day. Right. So these conversations are new. So I find myself sometimes stumbling over my words when I'm trying to communicate with people about these issues. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now that they've come up, I've, you know, it, it just deepens the understanding of yeah. everything. And Cause you don't want to like you, because a lot of the conversations you're having with family or close friends are people who you consider close friends at one time. So you're kind of like, how do I do this without ending the friendship? Because you see the things they post online. You see that yeah. their thoughts, you, you know, especially with the 2016 election, you saw a lot of people's feelings and thoughts. So it's like, I know that going into this conversation, I already know their thoughts. So how is this going to go? Am mm -hmm. I going to lose a lifelong friend who's been around 20 something years? Spoiler alert, I did. Mm -hmm. Or are you going to... Uh, to, to get to a place where you can understand that bit. But I mm -hmm. think that people really drew a line in the sand. It's like, you can have different opinions, but not thinking that I should have equality in life. Well, we that's not an opinion. That's just stupidity. Mm -hmm. Like that's wrong. Like you're telling me I should not be equal to you or have the same equal opportunities in life. Like mm -hmm. that's wild. So I think that that's yeah. something that a lot of people have been trying to learn. Yeah. And also I've been practicing just, just hearing what you're saying is really important because I've been practicing letting go. And if, if I'm not needed in the room, if I'm not invited or I don't feel invited, I could leave, I'm okay. Like I could find my happy space and I can learn things on my own and I can, I'll find my community. And I'm finding that um, every day. Um, and sometimes, you know, it, it goes and it, it comes back, um, but, yeah, sometimes you're just like, I need to like, I can do this. I can, if we're not compatible right now, then that's your journey. And this is, I'm going to be here. Yeah. And as, and as yeah. people of color and as queer people, we also have to be very careful when having those conversations, like Ashley was talking about, mm -hmm. not to be gaslit because yeah. mm -hmm. you can be gaslit by your family you can be gaslit by your friends and are people who you thought were your friends so you have to really think about how you want to approach those and navigate those situations because i think a lot of times i know growing up myself in a, in a black household there was just like oh your family forgive them for everything they can get away and it's like well listen people don't get to hurt you and people don't just because they're family they don't get the authority to hurt you so you have to really work that out and i think that especially coming from black and brown households, we have to think like, how do we navigate this without cutting family off? Because we grew up with such strong family. Like we, were, we all love our families, mm -hmm. you know? So it does get very tough when we get in a situation like, all right, am I gonna let my cousin, mom, brother, sister talk to me this way? Or am I gonna say, this is my boundary? Like you have to really set that and figure that out. Yeah, that is true. And that's rough because, you know, you grow up with, you grow up with these people and then it's like whenever you realize like oh well we have differencing difference of, uh, in opinions it's like oh well shit 
Um, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, the answer would probably be so. Always. You know, there you put, put your mental health first. Exactly. Very exactly. Mental health is very important. And I think that, again, as, as, as queer people, people of color, like our mental health is the most at attack. I mean, we, we've had so since COVID hit, like, I mean, before then, but I feel like as soon as COVID hit and we started seeing the riots and, and we started seeing the murders of unarmed Black people and we started seeing the attack on Asian Americans, like, like, like it, it's been like crazy. And then not to mention all the trans uh, people that have been killed that haven't been reported in the media. And we're still seeing shootings happening in schools. We just saw little children being killed in Uvalde. Like, now it's kind of like, how, how can people of color get out of this like how can we get out get of this? off the hands like like like, <laughs> like we're, we're, we're just so tired but i kind of have a fun question because i want to talk to you a little bit about you in the interview you talked about you were married before yes so, talk to us a little bit about that and that experience who you married to like what what that was like well um my marriage was wonderful and in many ways, uh, we've known each other since we were in high school um, and we were together for 11 years. And in fact, we were, um, and I'm, I hope it's okay, like we're open now, like I know you, um, we, my, part, my partner now um, and I dated uh, my husband and like we all were a household and it was wonderful. Um, and, um, and there was a lot of things that we, we learned a lot from each other through that experience. Um, and uh, now he's actually uh, living where I'm at now and um, he's doing wonderful. Like he's, he's a great uh, person and I'm just happy that he is taking his own steps in um, doing what he wants to do. We, uh, we sort of separated because he needed to find his own path and yeah. wanted to experience a new environment and I was not ready to be there. So, um, so yeah, he's great. He's, he's, and I'm also, I've learned that I needed to step away. He is, um, he's white and, um, and, and there's a lot of things that I did not know being with a white uh, partner. Um, and that I'm learning. And so, and now Jarek is a Filipino Chamorro um, and we have some things in common that I'm, I'm just experiencing now and I'm really liking and, and loving, so yeah. I love, it's very interesting what you mm -hmm. just said about that, about, you know, actually talking about, you know, Adam, we, we've grown up around white people and I feel like even myself, there was things I did not learn about myself mm -hmm. or my own culture, even though I was raised in a black household, but there were things, but I was in a predominantly white town uh, and definitely much of white ran town, so to speak. And so there were things that I feel like I wasn't able to experience or grow until I moved away, you know, living yeah. in New York, living in Harlem, it's so much culture. I'm like, ah, okay. And it, you know, I'm still, I still have moments of struggle, you know, on a personal level of being in a room with all black people. Like when I said a club, I have that moment of struggle because I'm, I'm dealing with internalized homophobia within the community. And then I'm also dealing with that. So I totally get like feeling like I, I you know, I felt more comfortable in white surroundings. And then I was like, what am I, I want to, why do I feel that way? You know? So I think it's a, you know, people we grow and we learn, you know? Yeah, same. And you all all grew up together in the same like. No, no, no. We, yeah, we were all from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Adam so. and I went to college together. Mm -hmm. um, we went to junior college and university together, and then we moved to New York with another roommate, with Brayden, who's on the podcast. Yes, um, yeah. with us today, but he said to hey hello. But <laughs> Brayden um, and Adam and I went together to college, and then we moved to New York. Um, met Ashley like the first two months after we were living here, three months or something like that. She yeah, it was yeah like month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I moved in and I've been here ever since yeah. and I originally uh, my father was in the military so oh. I've lived everywhere but my family retired in Texas so like Texas is where I claim home that's where I go like for the holidays where my parents are so yeah we were all from Texas but like 
didn't know each other or me and them. Mm-hmm. But we've been we've been doing this for a while, so we've been rocking is, with it. Yeah, we, we're gonna rock with it as long as we can, as long as we can. So, what's next for you and Jarek? What are y'all gonna be doing next? Are y'all gonna be traveling? Are y'all gonna be doing something fun or interesting? And could marriage be in your future again? <laughs> I would say we're such like a progressive couple. Like he's such, he's Jared, a writer himself. So. line right now, Jared, join yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> and so I want to take it wherever I think we both feel comfortable in, in going. Um, I want to leave it um, like if we need each other in our lives, we should be each other there. you know in each other's lives and um and that's where we are right now is that we need each other and we care for each other and so yeah we're going to be traveling um i'm we're taking a much needed break um uh in december and we're going to take take the family and and hang out somewhere maybe in europe um for the whole month and just see what you know is there just sort of re-energize our creativity um yeah and also like we're doing a lot of art stuff we have an art studio um in seattle Uh, we also um we share it with we like to share it with um young artists who um don't have a studio and want to use it from time to time just to explore but it's kind of like our playground where we don't really show artwork but we just kind of um exercise our 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 sort of minds in that space nice everyone needs I think everyone needs something that's really nice and especially like when you're talking about like young people like some I was talking the other the other day to someone we were interviewing it was like art has been taken out of schools a lot and kind of been shunned against you know especially the parents who like listen I have to work I can't be picking you up back to school so that's really good Mm -hmm. that you guys are creating that space giving back to Mm -hmm. the community giving back to those like you received at one point so it's like that's nice mm-hmm. yeah thank you i love that i love that it's been so good like yes. chatting with you you're amazing please come back with us anytime and honestly you should just come back and be a guest co-host i'd love that i love that you all are just wonderful like i did listen to like all i i listened on the plane just like all of it all at once and it was just so great because the energy is there and um and I like to see more people like you all just you know and listen to you all so I'm glad that you are letting me in your space and letting me um you know share my story with you all well listen thank you for thank coming you. that's lovely and that's... I'm, I'm glad that you are enjoying us <laughs> as ratchet as we are <laughs> we are so ratchet. We, are, we are literally we're always like we are so bad but thank you so much for being a part of it and tell all of our listeners out there where they can find you on social media and connect and where they can find more information about joy sauce yes um check us out joysauce.com for all our shows and our editorials even our podcasts and it's very new and we're going to keep on growing and showing so yeah (laughs) wait Um. yeah (laughs) all right I love it, Robin. Thank you so much. much. And definitely we'll schedule some time for you to come back and sit at the table and do hot topics with us for a whole episode. Sounds great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Talk very soon. Thank you, Robin. Bye. Bye. Welcome back, guys. Hello. That was so great. Guys, Robinick is such a treat. He's such a joy. Make sure you He's such a sweetie. Yes, and he's cute. And if he was not already mixed up, I'd try to mix it up with him. But in that case, go watch Mix 6 on... Maybe you could be mixed-ish. I know, I'd love to be mixed in and get the... You know, get. <laughs> um, You're like you know, a mix in at an at a, at a ice cream parlor. Let me get a shot of Darrell in there. Yeah, right. I heard it tastes delicious. Um, I think that it's a good opportunity for people to really come back. There's so many dating shows right now, like there's Love Island, there's, I mean, I feel like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette definitely started those kind of trends, but to have another show where you're having people from different walks of life, different cultures, I think it's super important. So I think that it would be a good idea. And listen, learning about other people's cultures while you're dating, I mean, one thing, 
it's one thing to do that with friends, right? But it's another when it's your partner, someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. So I think it would be a good idea. So if you can get Robinick to put you on there, go on up on there. Maybe they'll give some perks. And you have to you do- need to hook you yourself have, up. Right, you do need to ask them, can you send your friends? Because if it's to a private island, we got to come. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> you All that to say, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You got to um, find a partner first, partner. Who, me? <laughs> Girl, I'm trying to go on a dating show to get said partner. Like, I don't have time. Oh, yeah, you right, you right. But honestly, y'all do, have y'all watched Love is Blind? I have watched, no, I don't watch that trash. It's, okay, it is trash, but it's really entertaining trash. I prefer respectable trash, like the housewives. <laughs> okay, you know, there's a different Speaking level of trash. I'm so over, what is her name? The new housewife of Beverly Hills? Stupid Diana, who can't stop uh, looking her fucking lips and she don't know that her husband is gay. She does look her lips a lot. A lot. You know why? She, she thinks it's cute. Like, I really think she thinks she's so adorable and like, I don't know anything. This is why she licks her lips. Spend money. And it's not cute. It's annoying and stupid. And she does coke before her scenes because she's nervous. Um, hold on. <sighs> allegedly does coke she does not there's been no proof of that thank you to the producers but allegedly she does coke okay well they all do and uh i hate sudden um you hate you sudden know? yeah i hate sudden. i've always hated sudden I'm well, not. I, I won't say hate and she's also entertaining is making me mad this season because she's friends with sudden I don't <laughs> hate Sudden. Here's the thing. Yeah. Sudden. You wouldn't. So, and you would like Erica Jane, thief. So anyway. I, I, I'm, always, I'm always on Erica Jane's side. Mm, oh my God. Listen, my point being is Sudden is not good with her words at all. And she's going up against women who are just a lot better at combating than she is. So she has someone who's very smart and intelligent like Garcelle who has corrected her and been like, Sudden, don't say that or don't do that or don't bring something up unless you can back it up. Like, don't bring up, that's why she was like, you got the receipts to the Harry and, and Lisa thing? Yeah, well then don't bring it up. Like, like, Sudden has to stop unless she can fight the battles. I think that Erica's still stupid. I think that Lisa Renna doesn't need to be on the show anymore. As much as I love Billy Reed, Lisa Renna doesn't need to be on the show. And here's why. Lisa Renna is in mourning. She lost her mother. She talked about it on Watch What Happens Live, and I talked to Adam about it the other day. Lisa Renna just buried her mom last week. Her mom has been dead since November. Because mm -hmm. her mother requested to keep her body out until the weather was warmer in Oregon, Lisa and her family has had to keep her body out since November of last year when she passed away. So Lisa Renna, all this, and I'm not giving her an excuse, but she lost a parent that she had to keep their body out all this time and continue filming because she needed this check and she wanted to try to give grief, but then couldn't give grief because Housewives isn't about grief, it's about drama. It's about turning your grief into drama. I don't care nothing about that. They are an exploitative show. So Lisa Renna needs to take a break and she needs to get herself together because the fact that she just buried her mom last week is insane to me. And she even said it. She said, I have been acting out online. I have been saying dumb shit. She's been saying racist shit. She's been saying all kind of crap online. And she's like, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but my mind is wild right now. And even somebody was like, well, your mom was still alive when you said that Kim Richards was close to death. Your mom was still alive when you said Yolanda had Lyme disease and it was not real. Like, all, all, I had Munchausen. So, like, yeah, th there's a lot of facts that it's still Lisa Renna. And I don't want to, but I do think grief does play a part in her this season. Because in the most recent episode, she was like, I'll fucking hunt you down. I was just like, you are wild. Like, that is wild animalistic behavior. And like, nobody really acts like that, especially when you had a scene. And I see that the women on Beverly Hills, they're tired of having scenes together. Like Sudden and Diana did not want to sit down together. Diana yeah. and Lisa did not want to sit down together. Like, like and, and Kyle hates when people don't play her scenes. Like when she went to Sudden, she's like, yeah, I'm crying about Dorit. Sudden, I don't give a fuck about Dorit. Dorit lost her diamond and she needs a storyline. Cause I still believe Dorit Smollett and PK might've done something. I agree. <laughs> like, there's just no way. Dorit ain't even really brought that up anymore. 
Now no. they're on to PK's DUI. Alleged. Alleged and his, DUI. And his teeth. And his new teeth. And I'm like, Sharif, don't you think that we should be seeing you in therapy and seeing you talk to your kid? Like, don't you think we should be seeing that journey? This like, is her whole storyline. Where's the story? The, there's no story. Instead, she's like, hey, Kai, get your teeth. And you're also from Connecticut, Dorit. So I don't know what that accent's doing. But well, she speaks five languages. Sure. I guess when you good speak her. Yeah, but look. Yeah, but let's talk about some really two pieces of good news and then the bad news. So originally we had found out that the U.S. was willing to trade two Russian spies for Brittany Griner and another U.S. Um, individual that was being held. I believe it was a journalist who was being held in oh. Russia. But apparently that's off now. And that's over yeah. because Brittany Griner has been found guilty of drug possession and smuggling. And they are now saying that she's going to have nine years in a Russian prison. And now the U.S. is like, are y'all walking back on our deal? Um, what do you guys feel about this? I mean, I still think it comes down to her being a black woman and a black lesbian woman at that. Uh, but what do you guys think? I mean, so it's the, deal's not the, the deal's not necessarily off. Okay. Brittany Griner had a trial, and the trial had to be finished, and the result was the nine years, which sucks. But they can still negotiate, and from they're appealing from government to government, they are appealing, but that's not going to go anywhere really. Yeah. Um, but they can still negotiate. Like just because she has like technically nine years in prison in Russia, doesn't mean that Biden and Putin can come to an agreement and can do whatever he wants and say, okay, get out of here. I'll take back my Russian prisoner. Right. So it's just unfortunate. We, all, we knew this was coming. Yeah. Right, because I was like, it's not a surprise. Like, No. We knew all this. We knew this was coming. It's unfortunate, and it's just giving more fuel to the Republicans that it's just like, well, don't break the law. Don't, you know, don't possess drugs. And it's just like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. I yeah, all of them smoke vape pens, too. Right, and it's just like, the, it, it's the hypocrisy of it all. And it's just as giving them more fuel to be like, ah, yeah. And wasn't it prescribed to her? So she does, have, she does have a medical marijuana prescription, but like, in Russia, they don't care about it. Yeah. Sure, but it's just, I don't know. It's just <laughs> bullshit. And I, you know, if she were a man, if she were in the NBA, this wouldn't have even gone to trial. It would have, because Russia is not fucking around with your rights. I I feel that, but I feel like uh, Biden and America would have done more. Well, they haven't done anything to get Paul Whelan out of Russia either, and he's been in jail since 2018. Yeah, I just, I just think I that know. I think the optics look really bad, and I think that it's also, um, it's also putting that stain, kind of what Adam's bringing up on weed again. You know, years ago it was like weed is bad. Everybody, I mean, me and Ashley used to be those two people. Uh, like, I sort of disagree with you, Jarrell. I feel like well, in Russia, yeah, but in America, I think most of Americans are all Team Britney. Just nothing's getting done about it yet. Yeah. So I think, I think in America, they're like, oh, it was just a little bit of cannabis oil. I think it's kind of like making weed not like the term a negative connotation. I kind of think it's changing the perception. Well, I hope so. I just don't hear oh. enough of the I don't hear enough of the conservative party speaking out about it, I guess is my point. Sure. And that's where well, I because they're 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 funded by Russian dollars. Right. I mean, the amount of people that are locked up right now in America for weed is abhorrent. Yeah, yeah, and mm -hmm. it's clearly. I don't think everything's about race, but you know, it's just like clearly there are different rules for different people, and I do feel like when it comes to like the black community, it's looked down on, and it's like, oh, you smoking weed and whatever like that. But when it's not, then it's just like, oh, it's fun, and you're a stoner, and it's cool, and you know. Yeah, very Miley, Miley Cyrus, like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, like you can sing about it or whatever, but you know, if you are actually caught with it, then it's just like, mm. oh, you're a troublemaker, you're a hoodlum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, well, that's. But going back to Housewives, the scene where um, Garcelle was like, 
Now, what in the actual fuck? These cops drove him back from the jail to his house. She's like, I never heard of that ever happening to any black person. And I was like, speak on it, Garcia, because it is true. Like, when I, we were watching it, I was like, what in the what? What? They drove him back to the house. Like, oh, my bad. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough being pulled over. You know, we talked about this on the podcast last year. Being pulled over while white and white black is two very different things. And I talked about how when we go home, I usually have brain drive, number one, because I hate DFW, and two, because you're white. And I think that, you know, I do take that under advisement. You know, I know that if we're pulled over, I mean, you're still going to have some trouble because I'm in the car with you. Um, but it's going to be I'm less... Not than as much as you would. If it's reversed. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a different type of response responsibility that a person of color has to take once they get behind the wheel of a car than a person who's not and you know for years I used to think that my mom them was being bossy when they didn't want me to out driving late or like going and they were like it's just different rules for you they were like and you have to understand that and they were like you know I think that because I've unfortunately color-coded and you know I speak a certain way I dress a certain way I act a certain way I think that people have been like oh, he's, you know, he, he's not that type of Black person. He's not he's one. You're the safe one. Negro. I'm, right. I'm the safe Negro. And that's <laughs> just the fact of the matter is, and you know, at the end of the day, that's not where we are right now in the world. I mean, that's not where we've ever been, but we're so far from that safe Negro space that, like, I do have to take different precautions now, and it is very scary. I mean, thinking about Breonna Taylor, um, recently Mary Garland did announce that the Justice, Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to death of Breonna Taylor. That is huge. Yeah, finally. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that it took a hundred years, but it took a hundred years. But do you wonder if it took that long because they want to make sure this is going to be an airtight case that won't get thrown out like St. Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Who knows? We don't I, know. I, I so. Crash. We just take the victories when we get them. Mm-hmm. Victories. I say that term loosely. Which are which are few and far between. Um, but you know, we hope to we we hope to see some change, and we hope to continue to see that, and that's why we come here every week. Um, one piece of good news I know a couple of you might be excited about might be very controversial. Before we go, Lady Gaga did announce today she is going to be in the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, this movie will be taking place inside of Arkham Asylum, which has led everyone to believe that Lady Gaga will be playing the famous role of Harley Quinn, which is currently being played by in the DC Extended Universe by Margot Robbie and being voiced by Kaylee Kuko in the Harley Quinn series on HBO, which is now probably decimating and going up in flames. Um, what do you guys think about Lady Gaga on this? They think this could be her new Oscar moment with Joaquin. Nah. Oh my god. Not <laughs> that she fucking does is her next Oscar moment. I'm so tired of it. You think she's going to yeah. get an Oscar Marvel movie? Listen. see, and I mean, Joaquin did. That was Joaquin getting nominated. I love Lady Gaga, but I feel like she only gets the Oscar buzz because she's Lady Gaga. Like, I don't right. think her acting ability is anything superior at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is very mediocre. And I'm not trying to be a hater. Like, I love Lady Gaga, and, like, what she does is fine. She's not bad. She's not like Beyonce when it's like, girl, that ain't it. But, but, but it's not, nothing I have seen Lady Gaga do has been award-worthy to me. But remember right. Cher and Moonstruck? Like, that wasn't that great either. And she still... Cher. She won the Oscar because she was fucking Cher. Like, yeah. you know. So it's like, just like, I get it. They're, I love really Moonstruck campaigning, they're really campaigning for Gaga to get one, and she will eventually get one. She already before. has one! Well, I'm talking about for acting. For acting. She's not she- what happened to Margot Robbie? Where's Margot Robbie going? Well, so that's the DC Extended Universe. The Joker movie is a I'm part out. of I don't It's know. completely different. It's completely different. And Joaquin, DC is a mess. Didn't Joaquin get nominated? Didn't he win? Literally, DC is a mess, like figuratively and literally. Didn't Wait, didn't Joaquin win Oscar for Joker? He did. He did. Uh, so they're expecting her to win for Harley Quinn. Oh my God, this is House of Gucci. I'm good on that, love. I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm good. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. but yet they canceled um, Batgirl. They yeah, what the fuck that was that? Like, 
Huh? I'm sad about that. I, feel I like know, me too. I feel like they're going to bring it back, though. I feel like it was kind of a PR stunt. They were going to test the audience. Everybody's mad now. So now it's kind of like the Choco Taco. Now that everybody's mad, they're going to bring it back. That was all planned. Inside Scoop used to wreck Klondike. Like, it's it's all planned. I'm, I'm wondering. I hope so, friends. Because they said HBO Max, you know, it's going to be going down. And they're like, it is the worst. Um, they said it's not, the, it's the worst streamer. So they're taking it and merging it with Discovery. And they're getting rid what of about all. Netflix, too? They're getting all. They're getting, Netflix is the worst at this But point. they're getting rid of all scripted programming. Most of it, over 70% of scripted programming on HBO Max. And people are like, wait, what? That's why we, so where is it going to go? And they're like, most of it won't be able to go back to TV. So hopefully that's a PR stunt. Hopefully, yeah. days, of, hopefully days of our lives. As you know, they were canceled off of NBC as of yesterday, um, mm-hmm. and they are going to be ex- um, and exclusively on Peacock starting September 12th. And I really do hate that because I can announce I have been writing for Days of Our Lives since June, and Yay. I have some, I have amazing episodes that's going to start on December 26th. And so I'm like, I need to get my ass to Texas so I can show my grand and them old ass how to hook up Peacock so they can make sure they see my episodes. Not old be, ass. I said. I say, y'all got internet? They said, what's internet? We ain't got that. Uh, don't play them like that. Don't do them. No, they re- they, re- no, they, do they know what internet is, but they do not have it. They're like, we don't need that. But I was like, y'all gonna have to get it because Days of Our Lives will apparently, as of now, be only on Peacock. So, um, And it's a mess because both decisions made by HBO and by NBC, I'll tell you this, inside scoop, none of the cast at Days of Our Lives, nor the creatives or the producers knew that this was coming. This was a decision made by the head of NBC and when they found out they had to cease production yesterday they were like wait what so you know episodes have been filmed most of my episodes have been filmed already i think my fourth episode is being filmed like next week hopefully when they come back so super excited thank you guys for all keeping the secret uh but uh-huh. i'm not gonna like tell people so pretty cool i don't have any y'all are my only friends so i don't have anybody so that's true yeah that sucks man I hate it. Listen, guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Please make sure you check out Mix Six on Joy Sauce with Robert Fernandez. It was an amazing, amazing show. We hope Adam can get on there and do his story as well. You can follow me at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram and Darrell Anthony on Twitter. And make sure you follow Pride the Podcast on all social media. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, write us at prideseries at gmail.com. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Braden Bradley. And it's very professional. It is safe for work. You can DM me, and I'll give you all the hot tips and the hot goss on everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. It's your boy, Boxwine Poppy with a zero. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Go give my TikTok some love. It's it's kind of stale lately, so I need y'all to go uh, give me some likes. No, that's just your content. Yeah, give us content and we'll like it. Go like what I've already put out because now now one of y'all bum bitches has liked it. That ain't true. I've been busy. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at Ashley Aaron M on all social media, and I ain't got nothing else going on, so that's about it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> as you know well, guys, all right, guys. we'll always be here maybe we'll see. see you next week bye bye bye, bye. bye.